Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. It is Monday following the Seahawks bye week, and it was a big win for the Seahawks with just about every team that the Seahawks could hope to lose actually lost. And as Seahawks fans, we know that Russell Wilson wants Odell Beckham Jr., and he is on the waiver wire, so we may see later today whether that happens. If so, I will be back here to talk about it. But I'm going to go back now and talk about something that happened last weekend when former head coach Mike Holmgren was inducted as the 14th member of the Ring of Honor against the Jaguars. And I don't think I can understate how big of a signing this was when the Seahawks were able to bring in Coach Holmgren. Because after years of inferior play following the Chuck Knox era of the 80s, the fact that Seattle was able to bring in a Super Bowl winning head coach was huge at the time. It was only two seasons away from his Super Bowl 31 victory over the New England Patriots. The Packers had made it to the NFC Championship the season after that. And I can't remember a coach since that time who had that kind of success and then went on to become a free agent. It just hasn't happened. And so in a press conference with Seattle area media ahead of his Ring of Honor induction, Holmgren said that there was a mental health aspect that weighed on his decision to move away from Wisconsin. In a league where coaches can lose their position rather quickly, it didn't make much sense to everyone else. But uh, a couple things. One, Seattle had offered me a, um, a position of running the whole program. That was different than in Green Bay, although I had the, I was fortunate to have Ron Wolf in Green Bay, and that's a perfect combination, not unlike Pete and John now uh, with the Seahawks. You, you, uh, and, and so I, that was one thing. The other thing is just being on the, on the West Coast, uh, a little closer to all my family, that, that was another thing. The third thing was, and I'll be honest, in Green Bay, uh, people ask me about the pressure of coaching in the NFL and all that kind of stuff. And I would, I have to say that never, that never, that kind of pressure didn't bother me. That comes with a job. What, what I did think about there was in Wisconsin, um, at, you know, you guys know how rabid the Seahawks fans are in Wisconsin, the head coach of the Packers really is responsible for the mood of the entire state. And uh, you know, sometimes football is important, but it should be fun. I mean, it's not, it's not, my daughter's a doctor and she saves lives. It's not like that, but it, to them, to the folks there, uh, it was important. I, and I felt that I, that burden sometimes hit me if we lose a game and we didn't lose too many. It was, it was a good run, but uh, as an example, my wife's uh, a social worker and on the Monday after we lose, you know, there was a spike in spousal abuses. I mean, there was just, it was just crazy. And so um, that was another reason. I think I wanted to get 
just change change the dynamic just a little bit from how how my mind was working towards this job. With John Kitna as his quarterback, he took the Seahawks to the playoffs in his very first season as Seahawks head coach in 1999. Then in 2005, he led the franchise to its first Super Bowl. Here he is talking about that run up to the game and how another Super Bowl winning coach could not believe that Holmgren wasn't cheating when it came to crowd noise in Seattle. Well, it was unbelievable. I mean, we we had a really good team. Uh, Matt was playing well. The, the, the city, it, you know, it, it's hard to describe the feeling in that stadium. Uh, and you, you guys know this, but if you're on the field and you're trying to communicate and do stuff and the noise, it's, it's almost impossible. And the, the fans are just, they were just so, so good and helped us so, so much and gave us such an advantage at home. Uh, you know, I tell the story of, I think it was 2005. I, I think we played the Redskins and Joe Gibbs his last game. He coached in a playoff game. And Alexander gets blown out with a concussion in the first quarter. And, and, uh, Matt kind of took the, he, he really took over and won the game for us, honestly. But, uh, after the season was over, uh, you know, he phoned me, he retired Joe Gibbs, who I, who I was, I admired tremendously. He wanted to recommend a young coach for my staff. And he goes, Mike, tell me you, you pipe in noise, don't you? And I said, no coach, you know, I, we don't, he goes, no, 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 no. I mean, it, you, you know, you know, come on. I, I coached you in college. I know you. I tried to hire you once. Tell me. You, I know I, I, I'm not in it anymore. We piped and you piped in noise. I said, Coach, honestly, there is no noise that way. It's just the people are fired up. And he goes, no, you don't. Stop. Go stop. Sometimes you'll, some, sometime you'll visit my car place. You know, he was in the the motor cars and stuff in, in North Carolina. And you'll tell me the truth. You'll tell me the truth then. So don't lie to me now, you know, <laughs> but that playoff game, not only that one. And then, then when we played the championship game against Carolina, it was something I mean, it was something. And it's uh, I'll never forget that. That was, that was, that was pretty cool. To this day, Holmgren is reminded just about everywhere he goes about how terrible the officiating was in Super Bowl 40 and how he blames himself for possibly turning the officials against him. You know, and honestly, I'll go fly some plates, and I'll be walking through some airport. Doesn't have to be Seattle. And somebody will come up and go, you know what? That, you, you got screwed in that Super Bowl. It just, it, it just wasn't right. I mean, somebody I don't know out of the blue. And so, uh, yeah, I, I felt that that, that that was a poorly officiated game. And in that game... The officials should the officials should never be the storyline for the Super Bowl. That's ridiculous, and it was. I mean, people, I, you didn't have to be a Seahawks fan to see that. And and after that, afterwards, you know, uh, now I can I can't remember the the referee there, Bill Levy. He, uh, uh, yeah, Bill Levy. He he he, he refereed my high school games in San Jose. He was a cop in San Jose and refereed my high school games. Now he's in the NFL. He's got the Super Bowl. I'm going, oh, this is going to be good. I'm going to, if anything, I'm going to get the, you know, he might, he might give me a little help here. And, uh, you know, he, he, it just, he came out afterwards. He was the gentleman that came out afterwards, I think a couple years later and said that, uh, you know, I messed up. 
never, officials never say that. They never say it. He said, I messed up, you know. But I, I'll tell you one story of that game, and I think I'm, here's where I messed up. That it was, a, it was, if you remember the game, it was kind of a Pittsburgh home game. They passed out these towels. They didn't pass out towels to our fans. It, it, was, this, it was a big deal. And so you go in there, and the crowd, when we were on offense, was like a home game for Pittsburgh. And so Matt was having to bark out signals so everyone could hear. And he came over to me, the official, Bill Levy, my friend my, from San Jose, says, Mike, if he keeps trying to get them off sides, I got to penalize. I said, Bill, he's not, we're, we don't, he's just trying to let them hear. And he goes, no, no, no. I go, Bill, and here's where I messed up. I, I kicked myself for this. I said, don't let this game be too big for you. And all of a sudden I go, uh-oh, I shouldn't have said that. I should not have said that. Now, I'm sure it didn't affect any of his decision-making uh, in the game, but I know it didn't help. His success in the NFL all stemmed from beginning as a high school football coach. Could the younger coach, Holmgren, have imagined the kind of career he would go on to have considering where he started? No, I, I, I couldn't. And I, I, I've, I've said this before, too. Honestly, I, I really loved high school coaching. You know, I was a, a, believe it or not, I taught history. I was a classroom teacher. And then I coached all sorts of stuff. But I loved it. I loved the uh, opportunity to work with young kids and, and help them, not only on the field, but hopefully developing life skills and, and just how, how they approach things. And then I took a leave of absence for a year, sabbatical, like a lot of high school people did. And then uh, went to San Francisco State and coached there where my brother had played. And then all of a sudden, that coach knew Lavelle Edwards at BYU. And, and I went for the interview. He got me an interview there. I, I didn't want it. He, he, they worked it out. And, and I said, I'm not going to get that job. I told Kathy that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get the job. Uh, and so I got that job. And the same thing happened with San Francisco with the 49ers. They said, they got other guys applying for this job. But I want to go for the interview to learn about how to do this kind of stuff. And then by that time, I was too late to go back to my high school. I, I, was already, I was already on a different track. Now let's hear what Mike Holmgren says about what it means to him to be put into the ring of honor. Obviously, I'm stating the obvious, but it, it, means, it means a whole lot. You know, uh, the, our time in Seattle uh, as a family, my time as a football coach, it's, uh, it's been special. It was special. And, uh, and and now to be able to uh, see the name up there, honestly, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's uh, it, it's it's quite an honor. I'm I'm humbled by it, um, and it's going to be a good day for me and and my family. And finally, here's what Mike had to say when asked if he thinks about joining the Hall of Fame one day, which, if you ask me, is long overdue. I I think about it because people talk to me about it. And, and, uh, but I've, I've, I think I've remained consistent and I, I'm honest about this is that when I got into this business, particularly after high school and so on, my, my goal was to earn the respect of my fellow coaches so they could look at me and say, you know, he's doing a pretty good job. And that's really what I wanted. And, and so anything else after that is gravy. You know, I mean, it's, it's really good. Now, to say it wouldn't be 
to go in the Hall of Fame wouldn't be something special that I wouldn't be honest. I mean, it's it's something. And so, um, you know, I'm 73 years old. I, hopefully, I've got some years left. Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> Uh, if it does, it'll be something special too, just like just like Sunday will be. That's going to do it for today's show. Thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. And because it is Monday and we are expecting some news, follow along at fieldgoals.com. I will be back here with more, maybe sooner rather than later. But until then, go Hawks.